Welcome to the Her Life Her Way podcast hosted by me, Maddie. Here at the Her Life Her Way podcast, we facilitate honest and vulnerable conversations with women from across the globe that shine a light on how we can craft a life that feels meaningful and joyful to us all. Through these conversations, you can expect to feel empowered in your journey to live, relate, and work in a way that feels nourishing for your mind, your body, and your soul. We will never shame you into thinking you aren't enough or that you are not doing enough. Alternatively, our conversations highlight the patriarchal system working against all women and will provide you with the tools, wisdom, and support you need to live a fulfilling life in spite of a system that is designed to strip women of their autonomy, joy, and wholeness. This is your life. You get to live it your way. So welcome again to the Her Life, Her Way podcast. I am so grateful that you are here, and let's tune in to the episode. Today on the show, we have a very exciting guest who just so happens to be one of our clients as well. Today on the show, we have Erin Pratt, who is the founder of Ivy Lynn Studio, a web and brand design studio helping female creatives share their unique gifts with the world through beautiful and effective design. Erin is a mother of two sweet girls, Sophie, Ivy, and Lucy Lynn, who believes it is possible to have it all, but it's not possible to do it all on your own. She's a former travel blogger who still finds so much passion in travel, a yoga meditation instructor, a natural birth advocate, and now owns a successful website design studio in Charleston. Her passion is to help others find their unique gift and empower them to share it with the world. Well, welcome to the uh, Her Life, Her Way show, Erin. I'm so, so happy to have you here. Thank you, Maddie. I'm so excited to be here. Well, our listeners kind of are now getting an understanding that you have embodied different identities throughout your life. You have done so many different things and you have so many different passions even currently. And so what I would love for you to share so listeners have a general understanding is what has led you to this point now as a founder of a web and brand design studio? What journey have you taken to get here that you can share with all of us? Absolutely. I'd love to share. And as someone who was in the seat of listening to endless podcasts as I was thinking about starting my own business, I loved hearing about how other people found their journey and path into entrepreneurship. Um, So I've always been very intrigued by just the different twists and turns that life can take. I started my journey, of course, naturally in college. Um, I received a media arts and design degree from James Madison University up in Virginia, where I lived the majority of my life. Um, I was always into the creative side of life and um, pursued that degree kind of the way college students do, not really knowing what it actually means, but it just sounded great. Um, After graduating college, which that degree was a blend of writing, um, graphic design, video editing, and a little bit of website design, I fell into the corporate world and uh, worked a series of jobs after graduating school. So I did recruiting. I was in marketing departments, um, really fulfilled some of some of what I went to school for and a little bit off off like off center from what I went to school for. Um, but outside of the corporate jobs that I held, which I always looked at as sort of the way to pay my bills, um, I hadn't found a lot of meaning in those jobs working for somebody else, um, kind of putting in that corporate grind. And as I started evolving as a person, I began exploring my true interests. And initially that included travel. So while in school, I studied abroad and um, fell in love with traveling and um, exploring different cultures. So this was my first entrance into website design was creating a travel blog for myself. Um, And for several years, I wrote and contributed to this blog, built a community of readers around the world, and also started exploring social media at that time, really creating a brand for myself. Um, And so that, that was kind of a couple of years after college that I was doing that. And as I moved on from that travel blog world, which I was, I found so many, um, so many connections with people and so many skills I developed just by teaching myself website design, social media management, email marketing, all of that. Um, I started evolving, um, as a person from like kind of that post-college world that you're in to starting to find some inner, inner work, um, inner healing. And I went into Costa Rica and received my yoga certification, Um, I did a yoga teacher training and really fell in love with 
yoga, meditation. And um, I've always been sort of a sharer. So like whenever I go through a journey, I share that with others. So I started teaching yoga um, back in Virginia and hosting moon circles for women for a number of years um, and meditation classes. So um, I was very passionate about that, that healing that happened through yoga, through quieting the mind and connecting with your soul. Um, so I created sort of a wellness business around that, again, on the side, and um, found a lot of joy from that. During that time, the pandemic hit, and I gave birth to my first daughter, Sophie, in 2020. Um, that's when things really started to shift. I moved down to Charleston, and um, the world went virtual. So I was mm-hmm. um, still working a corporate time, but at home. So I found a lot of extra time to consider, like, what were my goals in life? What is what is the meaning behind all of this? And now I'm a mother too. Um, and one of my, um, what was so important to me was actually being very present as a mom and also having an identity as somebody who is contributing meaningful work um, to society and kind of having my daughter and then daughters witness that as they grew up. So um, long story short, I ended up leaving my corporate job and initially was going to build a business around helping expecting moms. Um, I had gone through two unmedicated births myself and found the power of breathing techniques, meditation, and um, this hypnobabies program that I went through to be so powerful in connecting you with your body. Um, so I wanted to create sort of like a space for expecting moms to experience an empowered and peaceful birth, no matter what that might look like. Um, But as the world, you know, kind of twists and turns for you, I um, decided that that was actually a passion of mine that was not meant to be monetized. That's just something that's like my soul work. Um, Mm -hmm. During that same time when I was trying to start a business around that, I really started falling in love with website design. I had, again, built myself a website um, for this, and I'd been building websites alongside that with friends for many years. Um, And it was a friend of mine who actually guided me into this. I was exposed to... um, or introduced, I'm sorry, introduced to a program called Show It, and everything just clicked. So um, I fell in love with creating these kind of, I call them digital homes for creative entrepreneurs to showcase their unique gift to the world. Um, so after a couple of months of, of teaching and learning, I um, I launched my Ivy Lynn Studio business, which is named after my two girls, and it just took off. It was one of those things that it just clicked. Um, and nothing had ever clicked like that before the community here in Charleston was so strong and, um, it's just been a joy to be building these websites and brands for honestly, a lot of moms, um, and helping them kind of fulfill their own purpose in maybe creating the life that they've always wanted and especially connecting with their children in in a more meaningful way. That's that's today. Awesome, and I love too. Like you said earlier, that you've always considered yourself a sharer. So as you have had these different passions, you've always wanted to share that with whatever community that you were a part of. And now through your web design, you allow people to do that through the websites you create for them. You allow them to share their unique purpose, their unique value with their community. So you're sharing that gift with the people that you work with, which is awesome. Um. I, as you were talking, I realized that you had a lot of change, it sounds like, happening kind of all at the same time. You moved to Charleston. You started a new business. You were a new mom, right? These were like kind of the same timeline. So I'd be curious mm-hmm. to hear what that experience was like for you, navigating a big move, which we know is a big stressor for women specifically. The data shows that it's more stressful for men than, or women than men. Um, and then also being a new mom. And also starting a new business. What did that look like for you? Um, and how did you manage to do all of that at the same time? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think the pandemic shifted things for so many people. It um, allowed us to take a pause and um, um, not to set aside the immense grief and tragedy of what happened during the pandemic. But I think for a lot of people, they really had this moment of a reset. And I was part of that. Um, I gave birth to my first daughter in May of 2020. So it was right in the thick of the pandemic. Um, We moved to Charleston in the following year. So in March of 2021. And at that time, I had also become pregnant with my second daughter. Um, (laughs) A little bit of a surprise. So I, you know, we made the move to Charleston. Um, I knew I wanted to be closer to the beach and, um, and it was, we had some family here, so it kind of happened suddenly, but it was also definitely meant to be. Um, Making a move out of state 
with a new baby and pregnant um, and kind of hosting, holding a job that did not bring me joy or satisfaction, it was a very challenging time. Um, it, there was a lot of joy still in that time. I loved being a mom and I loved the move to Charleston. Of course, there's a lot of like stress around that from a financial <laughs> standpoint and just kind of resettling. Um, yeah. so yeah, there were some hard times. It was, it was, sometimes it felt a little bit dark, um, and especially navigating my way out of the corporate world and launching a business, which I launched in September of 2021. So, um, I, or sorry, September of 2022. Um, so I launched that the following year after moving and I'd had a baby in October of 2021. So yes, a lot of change happened in a short period of time. I relied heavily on um, what I had learned through my yoga and meditation training. Um, you have to find some sort of comfort in yourself, especially for new moms in, in the moments. It's not going to be days that you get to yourself. It will be a few breaths in between putting a baby in the car seat and walking around to your front, you know, to your car door. Um, so I, I'm not going to say I was a perfect person in any way. My husband can attest that there were some dark days, um, but it was a, it was a finding myself. I think if you're going to change any part of your life, it, nothing is going to change if you feel just stagnant, static, and kind of like, okay with where you are, something needs to happen. And a lot of times people launch businesses out of um, either something that's really going wrong in their life. Um, mm -hmm. Or they make these big changes when they've reached a point of, I can't do this anymore. And um, and putting that foot forward to actually make a change for yourself to become a happier, more fulfilled person. Um, so I think that's all the things I needed to experience was an out-of-state move, the pandemic, giving birth to two babies, navigating the hormones that come after that, and also entering a new corporate job that was very unsatisfying to me. Um, I, I believe in signs from the universe. And so I always look at things like, okay, what is this trying to tell me? Why am I so unhappy here? And what do I need to do to change this? And I realized I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but in order to make the leap out of a comfortable salary, um, that's very hard to leave, especially when you have a new family and a new home. Um, there has to be something to trigger that. And so that's what that journey led me to. And it was when I left my job and entered the world of entrepreneurship, that my whole community world opened up. Like I finally integrated into Charleston. I know so many small business owners. I find so much joy in being here. Um, I'm just more fulfilled than I ever have been in my life. And it was that journey that led me to this point um, that was able to create like who I am today, who my business is today. Um, so definitely for those moms who are um, kind of in that rut of like, I don't even know how I'm going to make it to the next hour. I'm exhausted. <laughs> like, I just encourage you to, you know, try to find the moments of calm throughout the day. I know this shower in the bath was like where I did the most dreaming and where I really started laying down the foundations of my business. I'd listen to podcasts um, and I would really take that time in, in the bathroom as my my sacred space. And I'm happy to say like a lot of my business was actually created from from the shower. <laughs> so silly. Um, but my friends know me. I just like I I really I do a lot of thinking and dreaming and and um and meditating while I'm while I'm in that space. Yeah, I mean some of the best ideas for our, a lot of us are born funny enough in the shower, like in these places where we just have a break in our day, you know, where it's just you, yourself and your thoughts. Um and so I would love to dive a little bit more into the nitty gritty of that experience of launching your business, because I think you are a prime example of you can have so many other things going on in your life. In your case, you had two new daughters, you had a new home, um, and you were in this corporate job that had a comfy salary, but you weren't feeling fulfilled, right? And you mm -hmm. knew that you wanted to start your own business, but you, there were also logistics involved, right? That there were things that you had to be responsible for. There were uh, things that you had to consider before making that leap. So I would love for you to share a little bit about how you actually were able to work up the courage and also create a framework for yourself to be able to take the leap from corporate to um, starting your own business. That's a great question. Um and something that I, I too, was always very interested in. So I've been looking into that process for several years. So um, people who know me more recently think that, you know, I just started this business and it's it's been successful from day one and it all just sort of came together. 
Um, and that is not the case. I've been kind of going down the path of entrepreneurship. Um, I won't count childhood because I think everybody has that little streak in them with their little lemonade stands. Um, but certainly since my travel blogging days, um, which was back in 2012. So for nearly a decade, I have been educating myself following um, different types of influencers on social media, kind of we were in that generation of like the birth of social media and seeing how other people were building lives that looked different from what I thought was quote unquote successful. Um, I was, you know, again, of the generation that you go to school, you go to graduate from high school, you go to college, you get a nice little job after college, you end up buying a house and then that is successful. And that was never really set well with me because I was like, I don't want to just dwindle my years away under a fluorescent light (laughs) working for um, some man. Honestly, I've always worked for a man. So, um, so I have been going down this path of, of self-education for nearly a decade, um, reading a lot of books, talking with people in my community and lots of podcasts um, and just lots of like seeing how other people are building these digital businesses. It's such a low barrier um, to entrance because you aren't needing to front um, a mortgage on a brick and mortar store and all this inventory and then hope, fingers crossed, you make a dollar in your second year. Um, Of course, that is one path to starting a business and I have huge respect for people who do that. Um, But for people who are looking to make a transformation in their life and begin to work for themselves in a way that matters, um, the first thing I would say is just start surrounding yourself. And that might be only digitally if you don't know a lot of entrepreneurs in your personal life, uh, but start following the people that you want to emulate. Um, I used to kind of have these little pangs of jealousy when I would see, you know, these digital influencers just like traveling around the world and I'm sitting in a cubicle thinking like, oh, I'm destined for more than this. Um, But then I learned through my wellness, you know, kind of path and my inner healing and and all the work I did on myself was that is only just a door of showing you what's possible. If she can have it, you can have it. And isn't that amazing? Um, So when I switched that and I started really surrounding myself through books, podcasts, social media, and then also people that I started connecting with, like yourself, um, you start to see what is possible and it opens your mind. Um, so from a practical standpoint, starting my business, a big part of that was actually partnering with a friend of mine who owns a business. Her um, business is Collective 22, and she's a dear friend of mine, and she had actually launched a business about a year before I did. And so I got on the call with her, and I was like, I am just so in awe of what you've built here. And so anyways, we ended up having a three-month mentorship program together, which is another big thing I recommend is get a mentor, you know, talk to somebody. You can't do it alone. Yeah. Um And she and I kind of like built the back end of what my business would look like, shifting from wellness at the time into my show at website design and branding. Um, So from a practical standpoint, it involves creating a mission statement, targeting your audience, who are are you going to be marketing to, um, and establishing like what it is you're going to be doing, what the prices are going to look like from what do you need to make per month? How many clients can you realistically book? So what does that price need to be for you to live comfortably? And that's kind of how I approached pricing and, um, and presented that plan to my husband, because of course we had a lot of real life bills and I really had no idea what would, what would happen when I launched my business. We certainly didn't have a savings to fall back on. So, um, I tend to be impulsive and I think that's probably a trait of a lot of entrepreneurs, but I had a trust trust that if I opened myself up fully and told the universe, like I am ready to commit full-time, not part-time, but full-time to this vision, um, that there is a trust that things will work out. And it did. Um, and then from that point, of course, I was a website designer, so I was able to build my own website, but getting your website and copy, um, you know, kind of that, that, um, what is your message to the people you're trying to attract and speaking to them? You can't speak to everybody. You have to find a niche, you know, to, to start out with. And um, so I built my website and then I really leveraged social media, um, Facebook groups specifically, Uh, local Facebook groups in Charleston is where I found all my first business. Um, The Charleston Women in Business page, I just put a post in there saying, I'm so excited to join the entrepreneurial community. I just put in my two weeks notice, like I'm so excited and um, I'm starting a website design business. And I had 30 women comment on that post saying they needed help with a website. And that was the launch of my business. Um, and then after that, everything else fall into, fell into place. I launched, you know, my QuickBooks. I got some help with setting up the financial side of things, which is so important. Um, client management systems, all the tools that you need on the back end. But really, to get myself out there, it was creating a plan, having a vision, knowing who I'm targeting, 
making that website and getting that copy down and then just putting it out there, not, not waiting for everything to be perfect um, was how I approached it. I love that last point that you made specifically, not waiting for everything to be perfect, because I think that's what it is in the beginning for a lot of entrepreneurs that do end up being successful. It's like, you have to put your ego aside and not be afraid to get kind of scrappy. (laughs) Like, it's not like you're just gonna, yeah, most likely you're not going to put a post up on social media or like on your Instagram, your brand new business Instagram, and then have the income that you need to pay the bills, do all the things that you need to in your life. You know, it's not going to be picture perfect. This vision of like who you want to be as an entrepreneur 10 years down the road, it's going to be finding the local Facebook groups and not being afraid to put out a post saying, hey, like this is what I'm doing. I'm sharing vulnerably. Um, Mm -hmm. Does anyone need support? In my case, when I started, I literally cold emailed people. This was before like VAs really got popular um, because I started around the same time, like March, 2020. Um, so cold emails weren't as iffy as they are now, but I just found random people that I thought I could really support and really connected with on social media and sent them an email saying, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. How can I help? And I think that, um, that's really important to remember and integrate if you are looking to start a business is that you just have to put yourself out there no matter Like if you think it's imperfect, if you think that maybe you're not doing it the right way, there's no wrong way to show up for your business because you'll just learn and evolve and grow over time. Um, I find that so many women, so many people in general hesitate or push back the timeline of actually starting the business because they are afraid to show up imperfectly. And that's what entrepreneurship is. I think you would probably attest to this. No matter how long you've been in business, I think that there is always going to be a factor of like, this could be right. This could be wrong. I'm going to show up imperfectly anyway and just be present for my community and show up to serve no matter what that looks like. Oh, absolutely. I am such a big believer in that. And also like it separates the people who are the action takers on their dreams and the people who are forever stuck in their dreams and not yeah. actually getting to live that life. And I think it starts to, uh, I, I've always had that kind of um, perspective, especially after I, again, went through that whole like healing period and, and kind of like a spiritual journey in a way um, where I started redefining what spirituality looked for me. I was raised Catholic and it, again, never really clicked. And so um, I kind of reformatted like what my spirituality looks like. And I went on this whole journey with that. But Ultimately, it got me to the point of like, we have this life to live. And when you zoom out and you think about the end, you're not going to regret taking those steps. And I know it's cliche to say that, but so many people do get frozen in these these little moments of things aren't ready. They're not perfect. I'll do this when. And I think that is is fair and we've all been there. Um, but the people who are succeeding in their businesses and taking those risks have failed so many times to get there. And each of my little journeys, mini journeys has taught me some aspect that I've brought into business. And I know myself five, 10 years from now, my business is going to look probably very different um, because I'm just a human being that continues to evolve. And um, I think that we're also in a great generation right now where humanness is allowed in business. And especially as more women are taking control of their businesses and stepping up into leadership roles um, and integrating and creating harmony around family life, personal life, business life, and seeing it all blend. Um, it allows those those little human errors to, to reveal themselves as things that are real and true and good. Um, even Instagram becoming a place where they were talking about like, it's not so much about having the perfect feed anymore. It's just showing your face and being real. And I love that direction that we're going in as a society. And so, yeah, I definitely encourage anyone like take action, be scrappy, put yourself out there, fail, grow, change from that. And I always found that I found the perfect client for the stage of business that I was in. Like my first clients were just perfect for that first stage. Yeah. And then they just continue to grow and evolve as I grow and evolve in my business. So um, yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you said there. And that's one thing I love about entrepreneurship too, is that it does have the flexibility to allow you to grow with the business or to allow the business to grow with you. So mm-hmm. as you change and evolve as an individual, as we all do over time, you know, and it's not linear, but you're going to change in one direction or another. You have the power and the autonomy to change your business too, to meet you where you're at, which isn't necessarily a freedom that you have when you are stuck in a corporate gig um, because you have a very set specific 
role and a very set specific um, responsibility and task load to take control of. So I also am wondering, since you've been through multiple iterations of different passions that you have pursued, and each one has informed the next, right? Like you can look back on when you were a blogger and see how those skills now apply to the work that you do. I'm wondering how you've been able to discern which passions are worth pursuing and which are maybe something that you put on the back burner. Because as a multi-passionate person myself, I often find myself with all these different ideas, all these different things that I want to do seemingly within a short period of time. And I've learned as I've gotten older and I've learned as I've grown that I have to be more discerning with my time and my energy. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what your journey has looked like surrounding that and how you've been able to decide what passions are worth pursuing and which might just be set aside for a later time. Oh, I love that. And it's been such a journey to even understand that for myself. And I'm probably still on that journey um, as someone who also has a million ideas about what I want to do. So um, when things are, are hard to move forward, there's like, there's a breaking point between push forward and keep going and it will succeed. And then there's a difference between like, maybe this just isn't perfectly the path that was meant for you. And there's no way for me to express like what, which is the right thing. It has to be an intuitive thing. Um, for yeah. example, I, I started that travel blog and I had this dream, probably like many of, you know, 20 somethings in, um, 2012, 2013 of, being a full-time travel blogger. And I literally just get paid to share my experiences traveling around the world and encouraging others basically to appreciate and see the earth that is here for us right now. Um, I learned so much during that time. I did completely free work for the majority. I had like one mini paid trip um, in a couple of like little free meals, but that was about it, right? Like I was just doing... <laughs> hours. I look back, thousands of hours of free work, just putting content on my blog, sending out newsletters, putting social media posts up, helping people plan trips. That was such a passion of mine and it is still such a passion of mine. I, I think that the world of travel is just so powerful. Um, it also shifted a little bit in that travel blog time to like becoming more like cons conservationist. So I was like shift rebranded myself um, and was very much about like talking about earthing and um, how, here's how to compost and all that stuff. Um, that did not pan out to anything. And I tried for many years and I always had my full-time job backing me. And then again, shifting into yoga and wellness world, it, it panned out a little bit better, but it was not, I didn't see a path to replacing an income. Um, but again, it was true passion. I was desperately trying to make that work for many years of that being my sole kind of like career identity. Um, what I realized and what made the shift from going down that wellness path, especially around the prenatal stuff into website design within a matter of three months was a practical standpoint. I, I loved creating websites and brands and getting creative, but I always thought like, oh, but my passions are travel and wellness. So I have to make a business around that. And then I realized it's actually what can sustain those passions from a practical standpoint. People yeah. need websites and will pay for websites and brands. And yes, I love it. I would consider that a passion of mine, but that passion is a work passion. And I love that it stays on the work side of my brain because yeah. then I teach yoga for free and I help moms for free. And I travel just for pleasure, not to then create content around it. And I just get to experience those passions for what they are. And again, like my sole purpose is like also to embody joy and, and shine that out to others so that they can experience joy. And I just really believe, and I've seen through that journey, not everything is meant to be monetized. And sometimes mm -hmm. it is, there is a facet of your personality that can be monetized and that is your work. And then you get to enjoy these other things. And maybe they are monetized at some point and you grow a brand and all that stuff. But I also believe there's just things that are just meant to be enjoyed. Like you don't have to create a business out of your art if you just want to enjoy the art and then just share that kind of aspect of you. Um, so that's sort of how I've found that path to like website design and branding is my business to, to sustain all the other elements of my life. I love how you put that because I do think that there is this messaging around in order to live a fulfilling life, I have to monetize my passions. I have to be 
doing my passions for work. And I've also been down a similar journey as what you were saying, Erin, of trying that. I also taught yoga um, and meditation for a long time because that was my passion and it just wasn't sustainable. And so I've been at different points throughout owning our VA and OBM agency where I love what I do, but it is definitely work. You know, it's the work side of my brain. And so I felt like I wasn't doing something right because I wasn't doing these things that I determined for myself as my passion. So I thought that I was falling off track of what I was really meant to do because I just wasn't doing yoga all the time as my main source of income. But what I've noticed now multiple years into owning a business is that I am way happier keeping yoga as something that I can do for, I teach for nonprofits sometimes, or I can just go to a class and enjoy it and not have to make note of like, oh, I should include this in my class (laughs) and have a business that I enjoy that brings me happiness, that brings me fulfillment that I can keep just on the work side of my life and find more rhythm and harmony in that way. And so- And now a brief break to hear from one of our sponsors. The Her Life, Her Way podcast is sponsored by Her, a women-owned and operated virtual assistant and online business management agency that provides female-identifying founders and leaders from around the globe with creative and technical support. With over 4,500 log client hours and over 130 clients served in just three years, our highly skilled and trained team has been able to provide high quality, reliable, and strategic support that has helped our clients to create sustainable growth in their businesses while also taking some much needed time off. As shown by her 90% client retention rate, her customers love, trust, and are empowered in their work with our beloved team members. Our mission at Her is to empower and enable more female founders to do more of what they love with the people they love while leaving a lasting impact on the communities that matter most to them. Some of the services our virtual assistants provide include email marketing, inbox and calendar management, course design and management, podcast management, blog writing, Instagram management, and website management. While our highly skilled online business managers support our clients with systems and processes management, launch strategy and implementation, client experience management, project management, and team management. If any of these services sound like they would be helpful to you and your business, we would love to connect with you to learn more about you and your own specific needs. Feel free to go to our show notes to learn more about her and the work that we do as an agency. We would absolutely love to support you and amazing work that you are doing within your community. So once again, go to the link in the show notes to learn more about our agency and connect directly with me, Maddie, the founder of her, to book your own discovery call to talk about next steps and getting you the support that you need and you deserve. So now back to the show. I am curious as you, how many, you've been in business for what? Almost three years now, two, right? Since you've started, or is it two? I started in September, 2022. So it's been less than oh, a year. Okay. Less than a year. Ivy Lynn Studio. Yeah. So what have you learned? I'm curious over the past year in owning a business, but also in being a mom. What kind of lessons have you integrated from that experience over the past year? It has been such a journey. My business was like giving birth to another child in its own way. And just a funny funny side note, my brother-in-law asked me, we were at breakfast and my business is named after my girl's middle name. So Ivy and Lynn are their middle names. And he said, so if you have a third kid, what are you going to do with your business name? (laughs) My middle name will be studio. (laughs) So I'm predetermined. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it has been, gosh, it's been a journey starting my business. So I work um, very part-time actually. I work no more than three days a week. And um, most weeks I am working full time two days. So um, I started this business with a true intention to be a mom that was very present with my girls and get out there at the beach and experience, you know, raising them. Um, And this is like no judgment whatsoever for the different paths people take, but that was my intention. I I didn't want to leave my corporate 
full-time job to replace it with another full-time job. I wanted to create this balance of the two sides of my being of who I am right now. And that is an entrepreneur who is supporting other female creatives and launching their businesses and a mom who is experiencing the joy of toddlerhood and babyhood with, with my two girls. Um, and that is easier said than done. I quickly got many clients and, um, which is a great problem to have. Um, but it's been a balance of finding a flow to my weeks. And as a mom, um, and as a human weeks can be unpredictable. One of us gets sick and then we all get sick and then you have to find time for that client work. And so, um, I find that there's, there's the term of balance and, um, and, presence and kind of being present, whatever you're doing. But I found that harmony and blend is really what my experience has been. I, my friend comments it all the time too, who's also in the process of launching her business. And she's like, I don't know how you sit down to work for 45 minutes and then switch gears because I have to quickly work during a nap time or in the few moments I get before everybody's downstairs for breakfast to answer an email. And so I'm constantly sort of switching. So I'm like switching between mom and business owner, mom, business owner. And then I have full long days that I'm able to focus on my business and then also focus on my kids. So my initial goal was to split the two entirely. And now I'm seeing that it's much more of a blend. And I actually love the blend. It is, um, it is not easy, but it is fulfilling. I tell people I've never been more fulfilled. I wake up every day and I get to do two things I love. And sometimes they coincide in the same day. And other times they're completely separate. But no matter what kind of day it is, I either get to play with my girls or I get to do work that I just love. And so... That's kind of how I've approached it over these this last almost year. Um, and I've I found that in one of my first Instagram posts, I talked about having balance, like, oh, I'm gonna do very, you know, <laughs> very different. Now I'm like, no, it's such a blend. It's such a blend. But um, I, but I think there's um they see it and they're young. Um, I actually spoke with um somebody who's like reading cards, and she said this thing that was just so beautiful. She said, Your girls can't really express this fully, but they are so proud of you for starting school and showing them what's possible and creating this life for your family. Um, so it's been just a very meaningful, sometimes exhausting journey. I mean, it's, it's a lot of late nights. It's a lot of catching up between the hours of 8 PM and midnight. Um, but as any entrepreneur knows, if you love that work, and again, it is work. Like I, I, I agree with you about that. Like it is, I sit down and I build a website and it's working. But it's yep. such meaningful work. There's such purpose behind it. And it allows me to have this additional like life that just is is really joyful. So that's what I've kind of found that lesson. And, and not every day is perfect. And there are, you know, certainly moments, but um, but the blend is really what's been able to allow me to kind of navigate this this time. I love that you've said that because that has the work-life balance term has been something that I've thought about over the past year. One of my mentors, Pia Beck, she talks about that because she is also a multi-passionate person. She just started um, a new business. It's a mobile coffee business, but her original business is like a consulting firm. Mm -hmm. So two completely different business models. And all we hear about in the entrepreneurial space is like, find the work-life balance, find the work-life balance, which makes it seem as though there has to be a 50-50 split between your personal life and your work life. And for a lot of us, that's such an impossible goal because of what you said, life is always changing. Work will be busier in some seasons. Your personal life will be busier in some seasons. And when you have the goal of attaining work-life balance, this 50-50 split, you're always going to fall short and feel disappointed because it's just such a far reaching, um, almost impossible goal that not many people are able to live because none of us live a consistent lifestyle or lead a consistent business. And so I love the term that you use the blend because it really is this fusion of how can I merge what's going on in my personal life with my business and accept Mm -hmm. the seasons as they come, because that's been something that I've learned more recently in year two to three of business is like, I have to be okay with riding the wave of when life and business gets busy and then enjoy when life and business gets slow because mm-hmm. I feel though as though entrepreneurs get stressed when it's really high and busy, but they're making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> but 
they also get stressed when it's slow and they're not making as much as they're used to, right? So how can we level out the high highs and the low lows by just being present for the entire process um, and acknowledging that things are going to shift and you'll be okay regardless. And so what I would love for you to share a little bit about is you talked about the beauty, right, of being a mom and being able to infuse raising your children, raising your two daughters with you also leading this business. And you noted at the end that there are late nights, right? What have been some challenges aside from working later in the day that you've noticed in starting a new business and also starting a new business while having to be a mom to your two beautiful daughters? What have been some things that you can highlight for folks? So as they're listening, they know that these are normal struggles that moms are encountering in the first year of running a business while having two young ones. Yes. So, you know, there, there's that blend, of course, that I talked about, but initially I fought the blend and I'd find myself trying to segment my mind to be present with my girls but I always was also thinking about work. No, no matter what, I was trying so hard to be present, but I was just starting this business. So I yeah. always was like kind of one mind like, oh, I got to write that down later. Oh, I got to you know think about responding to that client. And also just like dreams of how to grow my business and all of these other things. And then, um, you know, in the short amounts of time that I was working on my business, I you always, as a mom, you have this thought of like your kids. And so um, one of them would be sick and it's like, oh, do I send them to my parents or do I keep them here with me and try to balance it out? So there's a, a push and pull between the two. And like I always said, like my business is like a third kid that I have to give attention to and I still have two little ones. Um, so in order to not feel like that, it's almost like you can start feeling resentment. So when you're with your kids, you're like, oh, only had a few more hours today to get stuff done, I would be so able to like focus on the girls. And I started noticing that in my mind coming up. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, we're going to shut that down. No resentment here. This is all, this is all wonderful. And so, um, so the advice I would give to somebody who is maybe a new mom who's starting a business is that it is not easy, but it is worth it. And it is going to require some creativity. Um, one of the mm -hmm. things that was very important to me up front, which is very intimidating to a lot of people, especially starting businesses, is handing the reins over a little bit and asking for help. And so I was realizing I could ask for help with taking care of my kids or help in my business. And so I decided to get a little bit of both and it just opened up my schedule. And so one of them is working with her and <laughs> just swallowing your pride and saying, you know what, in order for this business to be successful, and this applies to not just moms, but anybody, you can't do it alone. Um, you either are getting inspiration from people and not realizing it and thinking you're doing it alone, or you're actually getting support. And um, one of the things I said in my bio was like, I believe you can have it all, but you can't do it all. So you're going to decide where are you going to bend a little bit? And so I've hired a social media manager to help me with creating content on social media. Um, I realized very quickly that I have a great background in social media. I love social media, but my time and energy is better spent elsewhere. And I want to grow that following. I want to start growing an email newsletter. You know, uh, I highly recommend that to all business owners. Actually own your audience. Get those emails. Don't just rely on social media. Um, yeah. But in order to grow that email audience, you have to grow an audience elsewhere as well. So um, so I very quickly realized that I needed to start outsourcing some tasks that were better spent using someone else's skills and allowing my brain to be used for the tasks that only I can do um, and, and realizing that early on. And so within a couple of months, I had brought on a social media manager to help me with my account. And I worked with a system strategist to help me set up the back end of my business to start creating that client management system on the back end. Um, and then I saw her and, um, on Instagram saying that they had virtual assistants available for, you know, hours per month. And I said, yes, I have these dreams of creating a passive income stream within my business. And in order to be able to have the time to do that with my very limited work time, I need some support. So ask for that support. And it's going to look like either getting help with your kids, getting help with your house, getting help with food. You just can't do it all. So pick and choose what you can do and where you can ask for help and you'll be so much happier. 
Yeah, definitely. It's funny. It's most uh, or a lot of the clients that we have at her are actually moms because I think moms circumstantially are kind of put in this position where they must choose in order to have a more balanced life. You know, I think a lot, a lot of people, but moms come to it more quickly and in that sense are wise. <laughs> they realize that like you can't have you can have it all, but you can't hold it all at the same time. Like you need support. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about, were there any negative stories that popped up in your head as you first were thinking about outsourcing different pieces of your business or outsourcing different pieces within your home uh, for like childcare? Were there any negative thought processes that came to mind that you had to shift or restructure in order to allow in the support and the help? There's an element of being very early on in business, wanting to feel ownership of everything that's happening in your business and feeling like, like putting your muscles, you know, I did this, I did this, <laughs> Look what I built. Yeah. But that faded very quickly. And I think, again, just the reality of being a mom, I knew that there were all these things that I could do, but they would take me a very long time to get to them. Yeah. And I had already come out of a very busy corporate job. And all I wanted when I was in that very busy season of corporate life, and we had a series of nannies and, and family help watching my girls. And I was home. Luckily, I was I was home. But I was up in my office trapped. <laughs> and yeah. um I remember this, this very strong feeling of, I just want to be at the beach with my girls. Like, I just want to be making memories. And there is a season for things. And right now my season is very split between making memories with my family and truly just loving and living in this life that's happening right now. And then knowing that just a few years down the line, I will be back to this normal full work schedule and it will be waiting for me when I'm there. But I didn't want to sacrifice having this very slow part-time, slow roll into business. And so the only way I saw that actually coming together is like this thriving business that's supporting people right now and being a mom who's making fun, joyful memories is bringing in support. And so it was a pretty easy decision for me. Um, and I think that that's been the case with this business from the get-go um, compared to my past biz business ventures, which, which also included an online crystal shop, <laughs> um, <laughs> is everything has just flowed really easily. And not to say it's been easy, but it has been flowing easily in the direction of growth. And the decisions I've been making have come from a decade of educating myself and realizing like this is only going to benefit my business, me, and I'm supporting others who I'm like hiring to help um, with yeah. the business, which is really important to me. I've only been working with, you know, other female entrepreneurs and that's been a very easy decision. I'm not handing it over to some miscellaneous agency, um, <laughs> you know, somewhere that I, I don't feel a connection with. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say there's been a lot of negative stories around those asking for help. That's great. And I think part Part of what I'm hearing from you too is that you have such a strong vision for what you want your life to look and feel like. And so uh, making decisions to get there right now in this season of your life where you're able to make those beautiful memories with your family and also have a thriving business where you are supporting other creatives, you were able to create and hold that vision and courageously pursue what you've desired. And so I would love to hear a little bit more about that process on how you've been able to get clear on that vision holistically that you really wanted for yourself. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, how you were able to actually pursue those desires. Um, not We already talked about how you actually started your business, but like, mm -hmm. how were you able to show up as a mom that you wanted for your girls? How were you able to show up as the partner that you wanted to be for um, your husband after realizing what it is, the vision that you had or the vision that you were holding, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, and it's a journey. It's still an evolution. It's an evolution every month, every day, you know, as we grow together as a family unit, as my business expands. Um, but I credit it to the years I spent um, diving deep into myself before I was married, before I had kids, um, around the time I met my husband, but we were very, you know, 
different people than we are today, but obviously still the same, if that makes sense. So uh, during those years, I did just a lot of, um, did a lot of work around things like understanding and learning about manifestation. I was very big into like the vision boards um, and starting to sit down, slow down and ask myself rather than like kind of just spinning through the days very quickly, which is what I was doing. Um, yeah. Working all day, drinking and partying with friends at night, rinse and repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, I stopped all that through a series of events that happened Um And it, but it gave me the opportunity to slow down and say like, what do I actually want my life to be? And I think we all get to that point as age comes, you know, most of us do at least. Um, but I was able to slow down and start creating these visions for myself. And it's funny, like back when I was in Virginia, like nowhere close to the beach at the time, like I would have like visions, you know, uh, pictures on the board of being by the ocean. I'm very connected to the ocean. I love dolphins and I find so much peace by living by the ocean. And um, so I started piecing together what a dream life looks like many years ago. And again, this is very much while I was still working in an office, there was no real idea of like remote work. That was a big other goal of mine was like these visions of working in cute coffee shops. And um, so I started early on, like many years ago, six years ago, maybe asking myself, what is it that I want out of life? And what am I here to do? Again, that kind of spiritual journey. Like, what am I here for? What am yeah. I supposed to be doing? And um, and I slowed down and, and did a lot of that inner reflection. And as be- as I became a mom, I retained a lot of that, but shifted with, oh, I don't only have to take care of myself. I now have to take care of every aspect of these tiny little people. And I'm really tired and I don't have any time for myself anymore. So that was a balance as well of, starting to reframe like, oh, all these endless hours I used to have in the day to focus on myself um, turned into breaths, like moments, a moment. And and that was an evolution, of course, because I always had these side hobbies. So I slowly let go of the yoga, the meditation, the traveling to all these countries. And I became very focused on the home and being a mom and being present. And, um, and it was just a retraining of the mind to find joy in that time. There's always something else you might be reaching for and wanting. Um, but when you just kind of start to slow down and appreciate the moments that you have, while also as a visionary and, you know, somebody who's always dreaming, my husband always laughs. He's like, you want the world. I'm like, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I know there's so much to experience here on earth and as a human in this one little life. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's okay to hold that as well and say, you know, it, it is going to be mine. And, and it, you know, we are here to experience joy and spread joy and spread light. And so, um, it's been, it's been an evolution getting to that point, but, um, you know, kind of this simultaneous, like appreciating what you have being in the moment. And I think a lot of like yoga teachings are like, you only have the present. Don't think about the future. I'm like, I can't, I always will think about the future because I want that future to be there. And, um, and I want to be taking steps towards that future. So I sort of hold the, both those things simultaneously. Um, yeah. And I, I put vision boards on my phone screen. So like a recommendation is go into Canva and create like a fun little, like six square vision board and save it as your phone screen. Cause we sadly pick up our phones way too much during the day. But you'll <laughs> always be reminded of like what you want to be moving towards. So I, I often do that. <laughs> I love that. And I like how you highlighted too, like you said, so many spiritual teachings, they do say like present is the only time you haven't. So it makes you feel as though if you're thinking or being anywhere besides the present that you're doing something wrong, right? And so for so many of us, I think it's way more attainable to, again, find that blend that you had said earlier of, okay, I'm going to try to steep myself as deeply as possible into this moment so I I can show up fully for myself and my people. And also, I'm going to find joy in planning for the future because I'm someone that likes to dream big and hold a vision for the future. Like I can have both at the same time. And so something I want to ask you as we begin to wrap up that you had hinted upon is that there was this reframing or resetting of expectations after you became a mom, right? You had to shift into this whole new way of being. You didn't have all this extra time for yourself. You didn't have extra time for hobbies, especially at the start. And so I know that can be a really scary piece of stepping into motherhood for a lot of women is I'm going to lose a piece of myself. I don't know what kind of life I'm walking into with a child. So what would you say to someone that 
doesn't have a child yet, is maybe on the fence um, and has that fear of where's my time going to go? How am I going to be able to have any um, indication of who I'm going to be after giving birth to a child? What would your message be for that kind of person? (laughs) Big question. (laughs) It's a big question and it's one I'm still working through. I have an almost three-year-old and a one and a half-year-old. And um, so a couple things that I can reflect back on is that it's, And it's so cliche to say it's so cliche, but it goes by in a flash. And in the moment, it doesn't feel fast. Um, You're tired, you know, all of those those things. But I have a three-year-old now who's just so different than the newborn that I had before. And it really does go by so fast. And I think that if you are, you make the decision or you come to have a child in whatever way it is that you have a child... I'm, again, a big believer of science in the universe. It is meant to be. And so you have to bring an awareness around this is happening. It's it's here. I have this baby to take care of. And yes, it does mean a lot of your time is going to be taken from you from what you once knew it to be. But you're still inside yourself. So you're not losing any parts of yourself. You're simply shedding things temporarily and you have the ability to come back to them. And Mm -hmm. so- What I would encourage you to do is find the new parts of yourself that will be born with your child, and you're going to find so much joy in that. We all have seasons that we go through. So you think of like maybe if you went to college those four years and who you were during that time and what you shed to be there and then what you were able to attain after being there. So that's very similar to like what's needed from you physically, mentally, and emotionally for the lifespan of like a child of needing you in that way is like zero to four. And then at that point, they're much more independent. It's very different. Um, But it is possible with help and with being honest with yourself about what you need. I built a business during my, both girls were in diapers. And so it's Mm -hmm. about, you know, finding what, what is important to you in this time and making that time for it and going with that flow of things are not going to pan out the way that you intend them to be because you have these little people, this little person who's going to need every part of you um, for a short time. So try to stay patient and it's going to be an evolution as you grow with that child. Um, But I encourage you to find the moments in the day that you can come back to yourself and know that you're still there but you're growing into this new, beautiful, evolved person who is now responsible for this other beautiful little soul that chose you to be their mommy or their daddy um, and to find the joy in that because it is it is so fleeting. Um, and then before you know it, you'll have all the time in the world <laughs> to do everything <laughs> you want to do and you'll miss that time. Yeah. And I love how you shared too that you're always within yourself. You're just shedding different layers because I think that allows – moms, dads, whoever, to let go of some of the resistance, right? That we all face, like you have pointed out in college, right? As we change and as we step into new seasons of our lives, most of us as humans, like the natural uh, response is to push and resist, right? I'm moving into the unknown. I'm going to push back, push back, push back, trying to hold on to this old version of who I am, knowing inside myself that I have to shed these outer layers in order to evolve into this next season of my life into what is required of me now. And that's that resistance is what causes the pain more than anything else. So I love that you give parents the permission to just like show up as they are and realize that yes, these external things may be shedding right now. Maybe you can't go to the yoga class anymore. Maybe you can't go out on all the walks with your friends that you want to anymore, whatever it may be. But inside you are still always connected to the core of who you are and who you always have been. And you can always add things back into your life as you have more time and space for it. And like you said, you built a business with two babies and diapers. <laughs> and so if you're able to prioritize and get the support and have the community, um, you're able to still achieve the things that you want to as a mom. And so my last question on that, that I think will kind of wrap everything up really nicely is I had a previous conversation with one of our other clients, Hillary Young, who's also a mom to two young girls. And she was, she also started a business right when she had her first. And, mm-hmm. um, She was talking about how a lot of the skills that she has developed as a mom, compassion, patience, grace, 
have helped her tenfold as a business owner um, because our clients require compassion, patience, grace, all these things. So mm-hmm. I would love for you to speak on that a little bit, where you've seen the crossover of who you've been able to step into as a mom and those skills that you've been able to develop as a mom, how that's benefited you as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I think that it's been a combination of, of it's funny. I, I think it's a combination of being a mom and becoming a mom at a very, very like specific time in the lifespan of what we're all experiencing as a society. I became a mom in May of 2020. And I think as a society and as a collective, we all paused and started to realize that we're all humans. And we brought that as much as we could, and especially the strong, good businesses with good cultures into the business world. And all of a sudden, we started seeing Zoom calls with babies and dogs and a husband mm-hmm. walking in the background, maybe not dressed full. You know what I mean? Like we opened <laughs> up our homes to everybody around us. And I was in corporate at that time, and I had just become a mom. And sometimes I would be breastfeeding on Zoom calls with my camera turned off, and I'm in a meeting, and I'm talking. Um And that was okay. And my manager said that that was, you know, like there was an acceptance. And so I think it was a combination of becoming a mom at that time. And then very soon after that, walking down the path of becoming an entrepreneur. And I think that for the majority of us, we have opened our business worlds up to our personal worlds. And being a mom at that time really showed me what being on the other side of that is having grace and compassion and flexibility granted to me. It's what I've brought into my business. And so I always say on my website, like I seek to bring feelings of peace to every one of my clients. And so that comes with an understanding of things happening in their lives and deadlines needing to be pushed or, you know, things shifting mid project and this human element of like, yes, that is okay. And we are all changing and we are all doing the best we possibly can. Um, And I've attracted a lot of moms as clients of mine. And so we'll be in these meetings and we have kids, we have noise in the background and there's just this like level of like, yes, and it's okay. That, and like, and we can, you know, like you said it earlier, like, and also. And so um, I think it's just been a really beautiful time to become a mom, to become a business owner and to enter into this world of other business owners um, who are moms or not. And just feel like there's just like this, this element of, of humanness behind all of us and empathy and, um, and just like, we all want to like live these beautiful, wonderful lives for our families. And, um, and we're here to support each other to do it. Yeah, I love how you highlighted that that was a bit as a result of the pandemic and what happened during that time too. I never really thought about it that way, but that makes so much sense because everything shifted onto Zoom unexpectedly, almost overnight, right? And especially in the beginning, so much of business now is really integrated into being remote and we all like have our corner in the house where we go to and do all of our things. But when we were first starting, you're right, like everyone was home in the same house because you couldn't be out. There was noise, there was chaos, Zoom wasn't working. And so there had to be more grace. And it has been really interesting to see that carried through over the past three years. Um, But I love just how you highlighted that and just how motherhood has affected who you've shown up as, as a business owner. I think that we can all do our best to have patience for the people that we not only are working with, but are interacting with in our day-to-day lives and show up as fully human um, because we're all just trying our best, like you were saying. So loved being able to talk about business and motherhood with you. Um, To wrap up, I want to let people know a bit more about where they can connect with you and work with you if they want a website because the websites you design are absolutely Mm -hmm. beautiful and they totally should. So we'll do that. And then we'll do um, a series of quick fire or rapid fire questions that I've been asking all of our guests at the end. But if you want to take some time to share more about where guests can connect with you, that would be amazing. Sure. Yeah. So my website is ivylynnstudio.com. So it's L-Y-N-N-E is Lynn. So IvyLynnStudio.com. Um, and my Instagram is IvyLynnStudio or Erin Nicole Pratt with two N's. Erin Nicole Pratt um, is my personal account. So I share a lot of stuff about motherhood on that account. And that's just been my long lasting account. And then my Ivy Lynn Studio is um, the one where I focus mostly on business, but um, a little bit of a blend. Um, 
Yeah. So that's, those are the best places to find me. I have a contact form on there. You can always reach out if you have any questions about website design or branding. Awesome. And we will link both of those in the show notes so people can easily access um, you and follow along with your journey. Um, So let me pull up these questions here. Um, Basically, I will shout out the question and then you'll have a couple seconds to respond. They start really fun, easy, light, and then go into some more expansive questions. So just say whatever comes to mind. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Awesome. So uh, the first one is sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Uh, Sweet or salty? Salty. Mountains or beach? I love both, but beach. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough one. Uh, What is one word you'd use to describe yourself? Gentle. What would you want your last meal to be? Macaroni and cheese. That's such a good one. Uh, if tomorrow were your last day, how would you want to spend it or who would you want to spend it with? I'd want to spend it with my family and yeah, outside, maybe by the beach doing something together. Awesome. And then last question is, if you could leave the world with one last piece of advice, what would it be? Don't take life too seriously. And prioritize joy. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I had so much fun having this conversation with you. And I'm so excited for everyone to connect with you after. Oh, thank you so much, Maddie. This was amazing. And I'm so inspired by all the work that you do. And just so grateful that I was able to be here with you. you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Her Life, Her Way podcast. I am so grateful that you have found your way here and that you carved out some time out of your day and your busy schedule to be a part of this community and tune into these conversations. If you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could take just a quick moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Subscribers and reviews really, really help the growth of our podcast long term. So if you are appreciating the conversations that we're having and you believe in the mission of what we're trying to do here with this podcast, it would go a super long way if you could take again just a moment to subscribe to the pod and leave a review or even share with a friend if you enjoyed this episode in particular. Thank you again for being here and we will see you next time.